Welcome back to Southern Fried E-Commerce, episode number 22, a Double Deuce. Um, big episode. Uh, we, we should have done this, Emily, on uh, 2-22-22. Why, why, why did we not plan for this? I feel like we probably did and then thought, mm, better not. Everybody no. else was doing no. stuff. Why, why join we the crowd? We wanted to celebrate the, the made-up holiday our own way. <laughs> By doing it two weeks late. <laughs> two weeks late. On 3 4 22. Oh, if there was a one, we could have been one, two. Uh, okay, I'm just trying to make things up now. So I'm going <laughs> to not, not go into that. But um, yeah, no, episode 20, 2022. Episode 22 in the year of our Lord, 2022 here. Um, yeah, we're, we're excited, man. This is going to be a big, big, big episode. I am Jay Brimberry. I am your host, COO over here at EY Studios. With me, I got my co-host, Emily Faulkner. Emily, how are you doing? Oh, I am doing fantastic. I can tell this is going to be a great podcast. We've already had to start over one time because uh, because the wind pushed open my door. Um, now my dog's growling in the background, so if you hear that, oh my sorry God. about that to all my all my listeners. Because the wind pushed down um, my planters that are outside just happened. It's um it's a windy day here in Georgia. I'm telling you, I think it's ghosts. I don't think it's the wind at all. I live on a cul-de-sac, so I live on a cul-de-sac, and the the I'm at the end, the very end of the cul-de-sac. So I think that the houses create a wind tunnel, and my house gets just hit with with gale force winds at all times. Sometimes when you're sleeping at night behind us, I mean, it's I've never heard wind like I hear wind at this house right here. I'm telling you, it's probably built on one of those ancient Indian burial grounds. You have people just kind of waiting in the wings, just kind of lightly knocking on your windows at all hours. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Guess what, Emily? What? We have an international show today. <gasps> like a truly international show today. We've made it. We did it. We've made it. We are. We're global. We're global. You know, we've seen because we watch the statistics. We've seen people um, listen to us in Australia, mm -hmm. in Europe, uh, in Asia. I don't think we've reached the uh, African continent yet. Um, but soon enough, that that could happen soon enough. But we've seen we've seen a lot of movement international. But today we have our first guest that are not U.S.-based, or certainly not EY-based, but not U.S.-based, uh, and they are um, European-based, and even more um, geo-targeting into where they where they reside. They are Italian-based. We got we got we got some friends from Italy on our podcast today. I love it. Going truly worldwide. What's the uh, Step Brothers um, band's name? Prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. <laughs> Yeah, that could be that could be the name of this episode. Um, I'm you don't ready get to get copyright down. infringements for that, and then that'd be great too. But no, we got our friends, Emily. Uh, we got our friends from Zakiki, a tech company that's part of the big commerce ecosystem, and probably some more, a lot more. I just know them from the big commerce ecosystem. We're gonna let them tell us a little bit about Zakiki here. Uh, but we have our friends Gaia and Leonardo, or Leo, uh, with us today. Guys, how are y'all doing? Hello, Jay. We're doing very well. We're very excited. 
uh, about this podcast. And just to keep it on that international note and your discussion about the date of the podcast, I would say that on our European side, it would have been 22 to 22. <laughs> ah, yes. Y'all do it different than us Americans over here. And I definitely prefer knowing that it's your dog, dog barking and not a ghost. ghost. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. Although she can be annoying. Thank, thank you. Thank you for looking out for me. You're a lot more considerate than Emily is. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> Leo, how are you doing, friend? Hi, guys. Hi, J.A. Hi, Emily. You're doing great. Yeah, uh, we're, happy. we're happy to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks to your ghost, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't have one. So I don't know if I'm feeling jealous. I, I don't have anyone in the room apart uh, me and uh, my ego. So we're two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might not be enough space for another one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There we go. I like this. Getting saucy. This is also the uh, Jerry Springer episode of, of Southern Fried E-Commerce. Have you guys ever heard of Jerry Springer? Uh, no. No. No, it's probably, probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's probably a guy. Have you ever heard of Jerry Springer? No, I haven't. But we were making jokes about dark humor. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's why I kind of, you know poked in with, a, with that type of joke. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Hey, it's a free-for-all here, guys. It's a free-for-all. We just go round and round and round. So, uh, so no, uh, we're, we're so happy to have you. It's close to the weekend for you guys. Y'all, uh, this is the last thing y'all got to do this uh, this week? Yeah, we're good this week. We are done. Um, it's going to be a nice weekend. Um, yeah. And we can't wait to go home. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I think we're very excited about the podcast and we want it to last as much as possible. Absolutely. You got big weekend plans? Not many. No. Uh, I think I'm going to visit friends and read a little bit since we still do not have enough time to read and enjoy um, the small pleasure of life anymore. Absolutely. I like that. You know, Europeans do it. A um, from what I know, I don't. I don't want to uh, to pigeonhole you guys into what I would think that um, you know, a European or an Italian um, lifestyle. But but from from what I can gather from the friends that I have, from my cousin, I was telling you guys yesterday that my cousin um, in law, my cousin's husband, um, is full blooded um, Italian from Italy, um, and and just. I enjoy the outlook of life. You guys really, really enjoy life. Y'all, y'all, um, like you said, just, just enjoy the pleasures of life. The things that, um, that, that really lets you reflect and kind of lets you relax. You guys do it the right way over there from what I've been. I'm sure that there's, that, that, that it's busy, busy, busy as well. But, um, you just you just have such a great just just the culture as a whole to me has such a great outlook on how life should be lived the italian dolce vita exactly exactly leo you got big plans uh getting drunk of course and uh as always same uh, <laughs> no, okay. no big plans uh visit the family of course and um yeah nothing much some, some now, chill Friday nights with my friends and then the weekend with the family. Now, y'all are southern Italy, correct? Absolutely. Correct. 
Okay. Where, 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 whereabouts, uh, what, what town um, or, or city will we know? We are in Apulia. Okay. Uh, we're basically located on the hill of the boot. Very cool. Um, and just, just to make another joke, like when we read Southern Fried E-commerce, since we're Italian, the first thing that we that we think about is food, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and being Southern Italian, even more, you know. <laughs> but then, of course, you mentioned that it's more of a, a way, like a way of saying for Southern U.S. Uh, base people so <laughs> we understand yes, about it's the, a, yeah. the topic of conversation <laughs> it, it's definitely a um it's a way to describe southern folks so it, it's um you know we chuckle probably a lot of people read it and they're like what the heck are they talking about here so um but you know, no we were very excited to have you on the show we're very excited to go through it um let's start out i want to learn a little bit about zakiki guys i'm going to give y'all a couple of minutes tell us about uh the company what you guys provide um how y'all help merchants in the e-commerce space Awesome. So, of course, it's Zakike time, uh, which is actually Zakeke, <laughs> the pronunciation. Well, um, thank you. I, I needed that. Yeah, that's my southern coming out right there. Zakeke. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. So, um, so again, uh, I'll just quickly introduce myself for a second. I'm the country manager for U.S. and Canada at Zakeke. Um, so I basically focus on U.S. and Canadian markets. Um, we are basically planning to keep growing at today's rate and consolidate our U.S. presence uh, and with potentially the goal of opening a dual company there soon. Uh, Zakeke is a one-stop solution for all things visual commerce, uh, cloud-based SaaS application that empowers brands and retailers to allow product 2D customization, 3D configuration, and 3D and AR visualization. We stand out for three main things of the many that I could talk about, but let's stick to those three things, I guess. Um, First of all, versatility and adaptability. So our um, going back to dark humor, our internal dark humor joke is that we go from cakes to graves in no time, meaning that you could personalize cakes, <laughs> eye fashion, accessories, jewelry, and furniture all the way to, to funeral items. Um, and our portfolio showcases names of high-end and well-known brands like Armani and Ubisoft, Clipper, Nalgene, Bowley, but also small, medium businesses. We can work with B2B and B2C merchants online and offline since we also take on in-store operations project. Uh, we take basically pride in the depth of our product and the way it can easily adapt to the needs of different industries, starting first from the web to print industry that is perfectly in line with our to the customizer tools capabilities. So anything web to label, web to carton, web to packaging, as well as graphic customization on fashion products and stationary items, um, allowing a variety of, of printing methods from sublimation to engraving and the combination of functions and features that make any product customization process a merchant-guided immersive experience for the end customer. Uh, moving on, we also take care of manufacturers, 
uh, in general who more and more need the implementation of 360 configuration technology like ours that allows the end user to configure a product and all its components directly on a 3D model with different shapes, materials and textures, colors, but also grants the possibility to combine different products with simple hide and show back office functions. And finally, um, like talking about the third industry, we think of the retailer needs too in general who may not necessarily need configuration and customization tools, but still would want to cut sales costs and returns and make the user experience as seamless as and real as possible by just offer, offering a 3D and AR view of their products. And on that note, we have artists and galleries using our tool to allow customers to see paintings and sculptures on their walls and in their houses, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And also, the I think the second main point is our customers' care and technical support. I don't want to be and sound too obvious, but one thing we stand out for is our remarkable technical support and customer care, which is not... Uh, to take for granted for SaaS cell service businesses. Our help desk system and team have a five-star approach with all clients. And we make no distinction between big, medium, and small businesses because, I mean, discontinuity, inconsistency, and disservice are basically three words that should not be pronounced in the in a business. And pardon my French, we work our butts off to eliminate those three words from any of our clients' dictionary. And again, it's basically our um, life mantra. <laughs> Here you go. And finally, uh, as a third point, I would say that our big plus um, is that we provide continuous software updates and launch new features throughout the year, every single year. Every year, we have a pretty busy in-house development schedule. So just to give an example, a couple of weeks ago, we launched our multi-channel feature that allows uh, our customers, our clients, merchants in general, to basically utilize Takeke, Takeke <laughs> on different platforms at the same time e-commerce platforms. We Most are current. launching in the next two weeks a virtual try-on solution for face products. So we'll start with glasses um, in conjunction with one of our clients' e-commerce launch. And then we'll move on to other different objects for, you know, that you can wear on your face in your environment. So besides seeing a product in AR in your environment, you're going to be able to wear it. Uh, and the other important thing they were releasing in the next few months is the possibility for PODs businesses, uh, print on demands to upload third-party catalogs through Dakeke. Uh, and finally, I would say also by end of the year, initial, initial, like beginning of the next, we are launching our embroidery printing uh, function, uh, which is going to basically kind of team up with all the other uh, printing methods that we allow uh, to make the perfect package gift. Here you go for web to print and uh, manufacturer industry. Uh, so let's say that our focus is to be the most adaptable tool in the market, your full package for visual commerce success. 
Um, that's, gr- that's great. One more thing, and then I'm done, and then he, he, we can make jokes <laughs> as much as we want. <laughs> um, uh, we want to say that we are a young company since we started in 2017, and as of now, we are growing in the market at a 150 to 200 uh, percent annual growth rate. So let's say that we are the cool kid on the block who's just moved in, moved in, and needs to make more friends. Here you go. <laughs> Ah, that, that's great. Well, you guys are great. I know that we recently discovered y'all uh, working on a um, a potential opportunity, um, and, and I think immediately we enjoyed working with your team. You guys do some um, really cool things, and, and like you said, and I, and I love a guy, uh, very very acceptable, uh, accessible, um, and that's tough, right? In this ecosystem, there's some folks out there that think that they're too cool for school sometimes, uh, and so having a partner, having having a um, friend that you can work with that's easily accessible and will be there uh, for your clients is very important, especially in the agency world. So you've been around since 2017, um, you mentioned. Um, uh, Emily, I'm going to ask the question that, that, that you were asking me, but, but um, <laughs> what, what platforms are you guys on? What platforms are you currently, uh, do you currently have uh, your, your technology on right now? We're integrated with all the leading platforms so BeCommerce, WooCommerce, uh, Shopify, uh, Shopware. Uh, actually, we're about to integrate with Shopware and Shopware is already integrated us. Uh, then we're also on um, Etsy. We are on all, all the leading platforms we're integrated with. Plus, we have APIs that can be integrated into any other e-commerce that's great. That's really cool. Um, and is it so y'all obviously, um, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but did you started in the European market? Is that correct? Uh, we are actually 98 percent international from the beginning. We gotcha. have uh, we already we are on in the U.S. market already well, like 40 to 50 percent of our uh, sales come from the U.S. market, and the remaining is divided into EMEA, um, like kind of in different percentages. So we're basically everywhere, and we want cool. to consolidate the presence in certain specific markets. Right now, absolutely, absolutely. Now, what do you do with the company? I and we know a little bit about the company, but what's your role within the company? So again, I am uh, the country manager for U.S. and Canada. So as I mentioned, 98% of the business is international and the big slides come from the U.S. So now it is just a matter, and that is my role, of taking the kick to the next level there in terms of network of relationships and customers, in specifically in the U.S. and Canadian markets. So mm-hmm. we're uh, we are planning to consolidate our business there and be the cool kid that wants to make friends and wants to gain, you know, uh, popularity and get along with everybody mm-hmm. in the U.S. and Canada. Listen, and I'm the person who is basically handled, handling that project and that lounge. <laughs> awesome. Listen, you're not any cooler than joining this podcast. This is about as cool no. as you get. You've made it now, guys. Oh, yeah. is- awesome. This is it. You peaked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On the, on the list of podcasts in the United States, we're probably ranked 100,560th. So you're going to, we got a little ways to go, but you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> we're already cute, cool Europeans. We also want to become cool Americans. 
we know we the Listen, European. We all actors. know Americans aren't cool. You don't have to butter us up. <laughs> You're striving to oh, be sorry Italy about over here. That. That's a tendency we have. <laughs> Leo, uh, you, you have uh, like I uh, kind of tell us a little bit about the company. Tell us what you do within the company. Uh, tell tell us kind of what your role is. Well, I'm uh, I'm the chief content officer, so everything related to content. Well, I'm the guy. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, guy explained it really, really well uh, in uh, in a detailed manner. What we do, what we offer, and. Uh, well, getting back, uh, I, I wanted to, to say this. Of course, we are a startup business because uh, this is our fifth year. Uh, but uh, one of the most important thing that she mentioned was the support thing that is not really uh, kind of obvious for, for, for a SaaS. And, um, and for example, one, one thing that I wanted to, to add and mention is uh, the opportunity that we have to actually grow with businesses. So <clears throat> you mentioned being partner. That's really our, our job, being not just a solution or a platform, but being really a reliable partner for thousands and thousands of businesses. We do have more than 7,000 customers in 120 countries. And uh, you don't grow at that rate that Gaia mentioned uh, year on year if you are not a reliable partner for small businesses, medium businesses, or even multinationals. Absolutely. You need, to, you need to have your feet on the ground. That's why the support team is really important. And uh, you need to understand where the market is going, where clients need to go, and how actually implement solutions. And, uh, and the, the, the reason why this is really important for us, for example, we do release multiple updates but at least one big updates every month. And uh, most of or part of those updates really come from interactions between us and our customers. So they are inside our team without even knowing it because they develop with us this solution that they need or others might need in another part of the world without knowing it. And, uh, and they become more and more successful. And we do, of course, and we are happy to be more and more successful because it means really that our customers are growing. And that's the most really important thing at the end of the day when you do this, this kind of work. Uh, because if you're, I mean, it's really, again, it's, it's not so obvious to say, oh, when your customer is happy. But when a customer really tells you uh, some, in, in some difficult times, so Thank you because you're allowing me to grow my team, to grow my business. Started as a family business, now we have ten or 20, uh, 20 uh, employers, etc., etc., etc. It's it, please, it, it, it's really the good thing and the good part about about working in this business and and continue to be uh, a reliable partner. That's good stuff right there, Leo. And like I say, and I mean this truly, I wouldn't have you on the podcast if I didn't mean this. Uh, so far, uh, we haven't done a ton of work with one another, but so far, 
working um, with your team has been an absolute pleasure, and that's something that is, um, you know, that is that 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 we look for uh, in the in the e-commerce industry, in a, in an industry where not everybody is the most approachable. Um, it's great to work with a team like yours that um, really gets it, really understands, shares a lot of the sh- same values, and we appro- and we appreciate that. Really, last question for you, Leo: uh, the name. What, what's the origin of the name? Can you give me that? The names, okay, okay. Yes, sir. Well, it is uh, quite uh, quite a story, but it's uh, it's uh, kind of a fortunate fortunate event of, of 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 our team thinking about kind of visual and stuff like that, and they they came up with this really really strange name that absolutely has no sense uh, because uh, it's it's just uh, that doesn't have kind of a, a, a reason to be that way and um and they thought about this combination of uh the sounds and the combination of these letters starting with the z uh of course that also has relationship with ceo etc etc but um there is no actual real story it, it is just a matter of brainstorming and coming up with it with a with a strange name for for a solution like ours so uh, maybe on another another episode or another podcast, I will let our CEO speak about it because he's a, one of the main actors in, in selecting this. But actually, it's a brainstorming, and there is no actual meaning of of the of the combination. I'm sure the, I, the brainstorming session would have been fun. I might know <laughs> an untold story secret behind the name. But I don't oh. know if it's shareable. <laughs> oh, you do? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I think one thing that I can say is that uh, if you read it like oh, we cannot say that. Way, we cannot don't definitely not say that. But just to let you know, it means come on, let's go. Here you go. It's a, it's a way of saying from Italians that is come on, let's go, let's do it. Which, there we go. Yeah. I love it. That's a power up uh, mantra. Our, our story for EY Studios is that the owner of the studio is Eric Young, and it was just him. And he thought to himself, EY is in Eric Young Studios. There we go. He says it all the time. If he would have known what we would have grown to be, he probably would not have called it EY Studios. So, your <laughs> story, um, Y'all's story's uh, a, a good one. Our story's a great one, too. Eric's a, a great man, and uh, it, it's formed from from a, a small business to a big business through him. But, um, no, I, I love hearing the origins, especially interesting. Uh, it's an inter- You're not going to forget the name. I can tell you that much. I, I, it was, since I've heard it, I, have not, I haven't been like, oh, who are those uh, customization guys that we, we've talked to? I, I, I definitely remember the name. So, so that, that's great right there. Um, all right, guys, we do have to – move forward we're going to play a quick lightning round of five questions with you guys uh we'll hit them pretty quickly just to learn a little bit more about you and um then we'll go on from there but uh first question um leo i'll open it up with you what's your least favorite business jargon what what business jargon do you just despise i'm sorry business Business jargon, like uh, something that somebody says in business, like synergies or um, following up or circling back around. Is there any like business phrase that you just hear all the time and you're like, my goodness, if I hear that again, uh, I I, I don't want to hear that again. No, uh, uh, when people start, oh, we need to brief this guy or brief that guy or brief on this and brief on other. And it's never brief. 
actually. <laughs> I mean, it's the complete opposite of the meaning of the word. I mean, it's not brief. Oh, we need to be brief or, or uh, we need to. The, the thing is, of course, is uh, being Italian, of course, we, we do need to speak different languages. But that's a, t a really interesting topic in Italy. The use of English business words inside uh, an Italian dial dialogue. So you need, you hear uh, managers, et cetera, et cetera, using, while you're, they're speaking to you in, in, in Italian, oh, and, and then we need to debrief or we need to schedule or we need to, and, and you say, why don't you use the Italian word that is more appropriate? <laughs> um, or again, in the same wrong environment, so same brief uh, uh, in, in, in that, in that context. And, um, but yeah, I mean, yes, yes. Brief. I hate that word. I hate the, the way they, uh, people use it. Um, and yes, other than that, it's the way Italians use the business English inside an Italian discourse. Gotcha. Gaia, which one, what, what word's yours or phrase? Um, I think I find myself agreeing with what Leo said, brief, like, you know, or, or let's schedule a call. Let's talk about it in this meeting. Like, you know, most of the times you are in the same office and at that very moment, moment when you're speaking, you're literally doing nothing but speaking with the other person. So you could actually do in that moment <laughs> without having to, you know, postpone and schedule things around. I think that what Leo meant about, you know, just uh, like using words, English words, even in conversation with Italians, it's also because of, you know, uh, professional deformation, like in a way that, you know, since we work with international businesses uh, all along, like every day <laughs> of the week, continuously, I think that it comes, you know, very natural to start using English words, even in, in the Italian speaking um, process you go. And I would say maybe another thing that I, I'm, I, I might not like that much is uh, probably when... Um, I don't know, when you are uh, about to start a meeting uh, uh, and, uh, I don't know, like uh, people jump on uh, calls at the last minute when they could have done it before. I think like like optimizing time is the best possible way, way to conduct a business. And sometimes that doesn't happen because everybody has its own plans. And I think that type of behavior kind of sometimes creates a little bit of misunderstandings. I can't tell you how much time of mine Emily wastes sometimes. And when okay. we're talking about briefs, um, <laughs> sometimes Leo, she'll just stand in my doorway of my office, just staring at me saying, I need to brief you on this. I'm like, it's never brief, Emily. Uh, so oh I, I hear God. you. I understand. I want to make this very clear. He won't even let me near his office. I'll like start walking towards it. He's like, no, I'm busy. No, mm -mm, no. <laughs> You won't even know. Because briefs aren't brief, Leo. Oh You're right. God. Ah. You know what? Welcomes, this is really fun. I'm getting out of here. He welcomes ghosts and dogs, but it doesn't welcome you, Emily. Yeah, exactly. He's all about these ghosts, but nothing with me. He's sick of me. Well, I wouldn't take it that far. Well, we did. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, Leo, I, I certainly understand. I live it every day, what you're saying, so I hear you. I'm sick of you. Yeah. <laughs> and again, guys, I think that after two years of 
working from remote with no interaction, like direct interaction. I think that all of those things that we're discussing kind of go in the background because mm-hmm. we're very happy to be back in the office and Absolutely. having like direct interactions with people. I'm going to veer off here. Is things are things normalizing in Italy? I know that you guys, uh, especially at the beginning, had it had it probably the worst globally. Um, I know that. I mean, it was just Italy was one of the early kind of just uh, countries that everybody was watching. There, are things normalizing pretty good over there. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Now we are. We, you know, we got to the next topic of conversation, <laughs> so it's uh, we're better now. We're definitely okay. better and getting better day by day. I think like work um, related, uh, we are uh, back to business, like in a way that, of course, everybody, uh, businesses are now always working from remote anyway. Uh, but again, we're we're back to what it was before in terms of like, you know, uh, office uh, crowd and uh, people's interaction. Um, And of course there is still improvement to be made and we hope that this um, calamity will end soon. Um, But again, everything is getting better. Yeah. Gotcha. Very good. I'm happy to hear that. Um, no, that was a serious topic that I'm about to jump back, Matt, and into that serious of a topic. Uh, Leo, are you a gamer? Do you play any video games? I'm a terrible video game. I mean, I was, of course, uh, in my, my childhood, uh, but uh, I was pretty good, yes, uh, but more in a nostalgic way, so kind of Super Mario, and uh, as mm-hmm. an Italian, of course, you need to uh, be able to play Super Mario. If not, you cannot go to high school. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they control your passport, your document, and you need to be able to play Super Mario. And, um, but yeah, now I don't have uh, a console, something like this, a PlayStation, stuff like that. So, um, uh, but I, I used to, I used to be a gamer, yeah. Old school, retro. Go yeah. ahead, are you, are, are you a gamer? Yeah, not not much, not much. But I have like in my family, my brother, my cousins, they're all big gamers. Uh, so I know a little bit, not too much, a little bit. Um, and I'm definitely interested. I, I, I don't think I've ever gotten the time to actually focus on gaming. But I think it would be a pretty interesting topic and a pretty interesting, you know, like um, I'd say passion to have. Golly, the more I talk to you guys, I just imagine you guys just being out, just enjoying the fresh air, a lot of history where you're from, like just just enjoying life. Me and Emily are in our basement in a dark room with the glow of the television. Just just huddled away while you guys are out there drinking wine, riding bicycles, just having a fun old time. Yeah, at the same time. You we got do it. drink wine while we ride bicycles. At the same time, we That's we very in- impressive. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They, they, they actually, while you're go, I mean, Super Mario, then you go to high school and they, they teach you about wine tasting while you're, yeah, yeah. I thought that was middle school. I thought that was an eighth grade course. Oh, your, that's uh, awesome. High school, yep. yep. Okay. Because then you have your driving license. But that's just in South Italy. So your your cousin-in-law doesn't know this. Nope. 
No, he's north. He's definitely north. So nope. I have to figure out where. Um, I, I, I know. I just have to remember. I'd have to go back and think about it. One more question, and then we'll we'll hop into the meat of this. Now, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, and, and I did look, guys. Uh, this movie was released in Italy under the name of what it originally is, which is Willow. I found an Italian uh, uh, movie poster and everything. But um, I, I think I know the answer because we did touch on it but uh, have either of you ever seen the hit 80s movie willow i have not jay i mean now i'll know the down and watch it but i have not and this is a um i was scared that you were about to ask questions about movies anyway <laughs> just because of what we mentioned uh, last time the fact you know that in Italian, uh, the actual translation of the Italian name of a movie in English is something totally different from what the actual American and English name of a movie is. <laughs> so that it's it's my nightmare because I used to live in the States and one big thing in New York sometimes is a, like a trivia night. And for me, it was the worst night ever of the week just because, you know, you get to talk, you get, you get to be in a bar drinking wine or drinking beer, um, doing games like trivia games, trying to guess a movie that has a name that you don't even know because you grew up in Italy. <laughs> and the name of that movie is something totally different. <laughs> so you basically found, find yourself drinking a lot of wine just to forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and only your friends are able to guess movies. And they're all <laughs> making fun a, of you because you don't know. That's a nightmare know. for me. <laughs> what was the name of Home Alone that you gave us yesterday? Mom, I lost my plane. <laughs> Mom, I lost my plane. I can give you another one. Give is, me another one. Oh, do you know, uh, I mean, of course, it's it's a big hit. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Which oh, yes. Carrie, great movie. Kate Winslet, great uh, so yeah, great title. In Italy, it's really I can say it in Italian. It is similasci ti cancello. That it, it translates. If you leave me, I'll erase you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's the whole plot of the movie. <laughs> yes. And so many. It, it's very funny. I actually. love that. That's awesome. And Jay, what, what about Willow? Funny, funny enough, Willow in Italian, I think, it translates to Willow. So, so like with an I actually did research after we talked about it yesterday. I actually ta- I actually did research on it because uh, I was like, hmm, I wonder if it ever came out in Italy. And, um, you know, that's that's this podcast is really I, I use it as a guise to talk about e-commerce. But really, it's just turned into an exploration of my uh, my wanderlust of um, Willow and everything that has to do with Willow. So, how many people have uh, never seen Willow? Because no one has seen this movie. <laughs> everybody's seen it. Everybody I've never seen it. this movie. I still have it. Yeah, that's your you're lost. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we're gonna move on here. We need to hop into some articles. But before we do, uh, if you're listening to this, you have stumbled upon to Southern Fried E-commerce. We do this recording every Friday. It's bright and early here, ten forty-seven right now on a Friday in sunny Georgia. Uh, well, you guys are 447 uh, over in Italy, I believe, right now. Uh, but we do. We do this every single Friday. We release it every Monday. If you found us, please like, share, tell your friends all about 
about Southern Fried e-commerce. It's really just an exploration of what's going on in the e-com world. Uh, we're going to take some articles here in just a couple of moments. We're going to dive in to um, said articles, just have a roundtable discussion about it. Very little research is done. I kind of laugh because I'm sure a lot of podcasts do tons of research. Not us. We like going into this thing as blind as we possibly can. Uh, but really, it's just a conversation around what's going on in e-commerce with some interesting, fascinating people, which we have today with Gaia and with Leo, um, and and just diving deep into what we love to talk about. Again, do it every single Friday. It releases on Monday. You can find us on all the major podcasting networks, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of them. You can find us, share, like, do all that stuff. Before we jump in, Emily, what's going on at EY Studios this week? Oh, man. You know, usually I am prepped, and of course I didn't open that tab, so as I'm talking about it, I have opened the tab. Ha-ha! Great week here at UI Studios. We have launched another wonderful podcast recap. Uh, My favorite thing about it is we just get our lovely writer Jessica's viewpoint of listening to us talk back and forth. Um, It is such a fun read, so I highly recommend it for people that don't want to hear our voices constantly. Um, And then on top of that, we launched a lovely blog about healthy link building strategies. And then if we get the design content that we need to by the end of the day, we're also going to be launching a lovely blog post about what you need to be looking at to maintain a healthy website. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, we uh, got some good blogs going on out there. Guy or, or Leo, y'all going to be at any shows this summer? Or is there anything planned uh, for the company? Any, any Anything uh, that we need to be aware about? Any podcasts, blogs, anything like that that you guys are doing? Webinars? Well, yeah, of course. Uh, in terms of in terms of events, yeah, will we... Thanks to to this this uh, I mean kind of I, I, I don't like to, to, to use this but kind of quote unquote back to Mali uh, we'll be at some venues uh, we will hopefully we will get to organize our first uh, public birthday of course we plan to do a, a big event but we will be uh, as a company of course if I if I understand correctly your question. A uh, couple of venues U.S., couple of venues U.K. Personally, that will be a couple of music shows. Uh, if uh, awesome. if I, yeah, of course, in Italy and Europe, um, and uh, webinars. Yes, we do uh, different webinars during different quarters. Of course, uh, we do a webinar for our customers, and uh, but also for our prospects, etc. And the guy will be in charge of new webinars. She doesn't know this, of course. Uh, she will be in charge in the, uh, for, for webinars. And, um, but yeah, I mean, we're pretty excited for this because we have a lot of news, a lot of case studies that we want to share, uh, a lot of great content. Uh, we do have, of course, a lot of ebooks, guides, infographics, and blogs that you can, you can check out on our website weekly, on a weekly basis. Uh, we do work. We do a lot of work in the content department, so I'm, I'm really proud of it. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? We didn't even ask you when we were going through the company, but let's make sure we get on here. We're going to have it also on the um, on the notes for the show. But give us give us your URL. Let's just make sure that we have that. Give us the URL where we can find you guys. Well, our website is uh, zakeka.com, so uh, you can you can find everything again from uh, technical resources, guides, uh, video and testimonials. Uh, so from webinars to customer testimonials. And uh, of course, a lot of uh, news and press 
and uh, help guides really everything that is related to to uh, your success using ZKK or even, again, your success in e-commerce and in business. Uh, we are there for you. That's great. No, uh, yeah, we'll make sure to spell, spell that out so that everybody knows how to find it because it is unique. So let's spell it for them. Well, Z-A-K-E-K-E.com. ZKK. There we go. And we'll have that in the notes for everybody. Uh, but we'll go ahead and we'll dive into some articles here. Uh, we got some things to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about TikTok. We're going to talk a little bit about the last mile strategy of Walmart. Uh, and then we might do some American Eagle uh, debuting on Roblox. And we'll end with just a quick five content marketing ideas for April 2022. Uh, might not get to all of them. We'll see what we can do here. Might switch them up. But we are going to start with uh, TikTok bumps up max video length to 10 minutes. And this actually came from variety.com. I think Emily, you sent this to me. Correct? I did. Yeah. There we go. We just talk a lot about TikTok. It's uh it's becoming more of a thing in the e-commerce industry. Hoping to get our um, one of our first TikTok clients on uh, next week, and we're really looking forward to that. But uh, I'll, I'll blast through this one pretty quick. Um, again, TikTok bumps up max video link to 10 minutes by Todd Spangler on Variety.com. TikTok is again cranking up the maximum length of videos users can upload to the platform, more than tripling it to 10 minutes. TikTok, owned by Chinese internet conglomerate BitDance, is moving to let creators make longer form videos as rivals like YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram have aggressively built out their own TikTok-like short film video features. TikTok's expansion to allow up to 10-minute videos comes less than a year after it's raised the maximum length of video to three minutes in July 2021, up from 60 seconds before. One of the reasons TikTok has become massively popular with, a, with more than 1 billion monthly active users is that it provides an auto-generated feed of entertaining, bite-sized short videos of under a minute, algorithmically tailored to users' interest. It's not clear how many TikTok will take advantage of the longer form videos, but the change clearly shows that the company is eager to facilitate ways to keep viewers in the app for longer periods of time. And TikTok is now equipped to further encroach on YouTube's main turf after the latter's YouTube shorts formats has gained traction with creators and viewers since it debuted in September 2020. We're always thinking about new ways to bring value to our community and enrich the TikTok experience. A TikTok rep said in a statement, last year we introduced longer videos giving our community more time to create and be entertained on TikTok. Today, we're excited to start um, rolling out the ability to upload videos that are up to 10 minutes, which we hope would unleash even more creative possibilities for our creators around the world. TikTok's new 10-minute Max was spotted by social media consultant Matt Navarra, who shared a message from the TikTok app about the change. Um, it's just a tweet. TikTok, keep creeping in on YouTube territory. I can now upload videos up to 10 minutes long. Boy, are there any new ideas for social media? I mean, like, what, they're just, I mean, essentially no. at this point, copying YouTube, but only because YouTube copied them first. Um, I mean, honestly, if we're going to do 10 minutes, why not just have it unlimited at this point? Uh, Guy, are you a TikTok user? Uh, not much. I, I have an account, which actually I created during the pandemic. So I, I kind of follow the flow in that sense. Like it was the time for us to start using TikTok when we were home by ourselves and we were trying, uh, you know, like looking out for creative ways to spend time. <laughs> so I started using TikTok, but I'm not a, like a 
daily user. I'm more of an Instagram person. But again, I do watch a lot on TikTok. I do not create a lot of content my, uh, myself, but I do watch a lot of content on TikTok. So that's definitely a plus that, they, that you are able to actually uh, do business for with longer uh, time videos, even though I'm kind of struggling to think of if I really would watch a 10 minutes videos on uh, on TikTok just because I already struggle watching and listening to uh, videos and audio that are longer than one minute. So I'm not completely sure of what actually you can do with 10 minutes. Maybe it's more of related to content, um, like content strategies. Uh, and Leo can talk better about like, you know, about this um, rather than what I can say. Um, but again, yes, I'm not a big TikToker. I definitely am a TikToker uh, watcher. <laughs> A, a, a uh, behind the scenes, always present, but never, never actively participate. I, I hear you. I understand there, Leo. No, I think that I am very, in, as as a guy that's, extre- I would assume, uh, is extremely interested in content and how you get a message out to um, individuals. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, do you think that ten minutes is too long? Do you see? Um, well, I guess I'll ask you: Have you guys ever used TikTok, or have you ever thought about using TikTok as part of your strategy? to get the word out about uh, your company? Not yet, but we will, of course. Uh, because as you, as you said, it's, uh, it's a really interesting platform. Uh, and of course, uh, talking about visual commerce, uh, well, there's nothing else that can speak more than words than a video. Or uh, really seeing a customer uh, results, how, how they can... Uh, let customers configure, so customers of ours, merchants, brands. Uh, well, I speak about it, if I can actually put a 30 seconds or two minutes configuration video, well, it speaks for itself. So uh, definitely will be, but as uh, any platform, it needs to be studied, it needs to be um, understood, and uh, you need to find the right target. Uh, as it is right now, of course, it's a huge opportunity for a lot of direct-to-consumer biz- uh, businesses, uh, because of course you have the Gen Z there, uh, there is really living inside that, that that platform as much as maybe our generation, so the, the, the millennials inside uh, Instagram and um, and the elderly in Facebook, of course. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. There, as you said, uh, I, I I totally agree. They're just copying each other. Uh, and shout out to Snapchat that actually started because it, it for me it started like with the, the, the stories so the 24 hours format mm-hmm. uh, and we are becoming in kind of a I don't know big brother uh, kind of format like it's like lifelong video uh, for for any brands um, I'm assuming it's more not of a kind of an advertising or a promotional move but it's more uh, I, we care about creators. And uh, if you want a longer format, you can do that. You can do kind of an episode of what you create, not just really a couple of minutes. And uh, it's a back-to-back decision. So they're going after longer formats because they know they need to compete there because in short formats, they're the first. So it's kind of a no-compete. But in longer formats, they need to to actually... Uh, let people be able to to create something that is longer than two minutes. It's uh, it's no brainer. Uh, but yeah, they are they will continue to copy each other uh, as as long as uh, there is no M and A uh, in that in that field. 
uh, other than of course uh, some decision from Facebook itself. But um, they'll they'll uh, they'll continue to to do this. I I'm not expecting any any other moves, uh, but uh, maybe in a longer format. I think they'll stay in ten minutes because other than that, you you as you said, you'll decide whichever format uh, doesn't matter. But then you change completely the the, the, the position of your of your platform uh, and the target itself. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's what I think. I'm not a, a really a TikToker, but I think yes, we need to move forward in that direction uh, because it's uh, it's a common use for a lot of brands. Uh, for B two B, not as much, but it will be definitely. Absolutely, you know the thing. Um I just thought that TikTok had, um, I thought for like e-commerce companies, it was kind of like an elevator pitch uh, opportunity for you, right? You're not going to get, I think as you say, guy, I mean, I have a very hard time having my attention kept for longer than, I don't know, 45 seconds to a minute and a half. You know, that, that's just, and I'm, you know, a little bit even older. I know they, they say that the, as the younger generation, I mean, it's even shorter attention span just because they're so used to having so much thrown at that Adam, so much at their fingertips. But even for me, I can't, I can't even watch series anymore. My attention can't be kept for like a television series, little less a 10 minute video that I'm not sure that I'm going to care about what they have to say. And so I always kind of put TikTok as a great, this is an, this is a, this is an elevator pitch opportunity for you in e-commerce to where if you can get your message out that you're trying to get out to folks um, within that 45 seconds to a minute and a half you know you can do some big things i'm trying to i mean i guess you could do long form videos on e-commerce but again uh, i just kind of go well maybe youtube doesn't have the the user base that that to target that you're going to try to be targeting on tiktok i just no, I don't. They're not differentiating themselves anymore. It's an interesting thing. I'm also trying to think about how e-commerce can can really take advantage of that, as opposed to just putting a 10 minute video on your website for somebody to look at and understand what you do there. Um, Emily, uh, 10 minutes that too long in your opinion? Absolutely. I am so tired of this. Listen, this, I've been waiting to talk about this all week because it's really been bugging me, is I think it's just a numbers game at this point for TikTok. So at one point, I, I listened to um, like a talk that Big Commerce and TikTok had where TikTok was basically saying that like users spend an average of like two to two and a half hours on the platform at any given time, which is essentially saying like someone sat down and watched a full length movie on this app, which Yes, that is absolutely true. I will spend a very significant amount of time on there just scrolling. But the thing is, it's because it's bite-sized content. That was the reason that Vine was successful in the first place, was because it's short-form content. You can consume so much media, and you get sucked in, and you're having a really good time. Especially when they move to three-minute content, it really jostled a lot of people because three minutes is a long time. You have to really know what you're doing to stay engaged with these people. And if you're really just talking to talk, you're not doing anything of value. And so people will swipe, people will move on, people will close the app. And I think moving to 10 minutes, unless you are extremely strategic with it, is something that's just not going to go well. I think that's a large reason why 
like, don't get me wrong. YouTube is still very successful. YouTube is very valuable. But like for that younger generation, that's why they really gravitate towards TikTok because of the way that you can create content and share content. And it's, it's a very unique platform. And when you try to mimic what YouTube is doing, you're really just kind of watering it down, making it exactly the same. And people are just going to go move on to the next thing. Like I, I have been a very big advocate of TikTok since the pandemic because I didn't realize like how special the content was and like how creative people can be with the constraints of like a minute of content. But the more that you elongate it, the more that you're just kind of letting people just do the same thing. And I think especially with the inclusion of all of these new ads that they do, like every third swipe is now an ad and it's just absolutely watered down content. It's just something that's just going to make people eventually just leave. And I'm so frustrated by it. Guys, I got an idea. Let's start a social media platform where people can put videos no longer than a minute on there and try to sell it. It's just a cycle at this point, right? Or maybe let's let's use, you know, the speed bottom like we do for the WhatsApp WhatsApp audio. So, like, if, if we can speed it up and, you know, get to the point where the cool stuff is and then jump to the end, that's perfect for me. All right, guys, no more talking about me and you just came up with a billion dollar idea. We can't, we can't let anybody else know about our idea. Here you go. <laughs> Leo, I think you do. I, I can see this. You had a great point. Um, where B2B is probably not using TikTok mm-hmm. too terribly much right now in the e-commerce world. I, I do see where having longer videos, if you are targeting other businesses or whatnot on TikTok, depending upon how people use this thing right now, it's very much a um, individual, you know, probably younger uh, crowd that use TikTok, I think is what the demographics show. But as people continue to um, grow, people continue to, um, you know, just mature and, and TikTok matures with them. I could see having the extra time where that can help B2B businesses. They could dive a little bit deeper into what they do, how they do it, what makes them special using TikTok. So um, maybe this is the door that opens for B2B here, allowing them to kind of get on the game a little bit. It can be, definitely. Again, it, it, mm-hmm. for me, it's um, it's really about not even the message, but how to be coherent in all these platforms. Because, uh, again, different target, because we need to manage, imagine that more and more people will, uh, will be uh, on that platform and digesting content. Uh, but, um, again, it, it's, it's a matter of how to be coherent, how to, to target that message to the right people and, uh, and being effective. Because, again, you can say a lot of things in three minutes uh, and you can say more things in 10 minutes, but really, do you need 10 minutes to maybe, uh, I, I don't know, uh, tell everything about your audience? Or maybe you can use that format to educate, not even to, to, to do ads, but to promote your, uh, I don't know, your business uh, ideas or educate your customers or uh, giving out content and being kind of helpful not just being there to being there. Uh, like, oh, every business is now on TikTok. Let's go there and let's promote some, some, something. Uh, just to, no, I mean, you need to uh, really gather information and data. And uh, of course, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a big platform. It's, it's, uh, uh, 
it's 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 really interesting because a lot of things are are there and uh, maybe the other I mean it, it's uh, it's happening already uh, but through creators businesses can find the proper target and the proper messaging not even in a direct way but through uh, people they are already there they have established themselves in in platform uh, with the right proper tone of voice uh, I do see that of course uh, it's happening and uh, more and more businesses will invest there. But uh, then there is, of course, the cost opportunity uh, criteria. Uh, because if you are a well-known cre- I mean, creator, uh, you tend to have a lot of followers and you need to spend a lot of money to, to be uh, with that content creator. Uh, I do see that uh, influencer marketing on all these platforms being maybe uh, the... Uh, the kind of go-to uh, solution for B2B businesses or even SaaS, uh, smaller, maybe smaller budget, smaller influencer, but that it's actually being there with, uh, with the proper solution, with the proper criteria. If not, it's just, uh, it's just a matter of, of losing time and money uh, because if you don't trickle the algorithm, yeah, people will not see you there on in any other platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, we need to move on to the next article. We need to get this, uh, this, this train going. Uh, I'm going to skip around a little bit and, uh, we're going to, we're going to, uh, this is something that actually is really interesting to me. I don't know, Leo guy, how interesting it'd be to you guys, because as you mentioned, not really much of gamers, but, uh, me and Emily are a gamer. And I was, I looked at this and this was just, um, this is a whole new avenue of e-commerce I haven't even thought of before, but uh, it is American Eagle debuts on Roblox with inclusive club showcasing spring apparel. Do you guys know what Roblox is, uh, Guy? Yeah, yes. I have an idea okay. what Roblox is and uh, because of the fact that I have family members who are gamers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, yeah, I think that it's also due to the fact that uh, we are approaching the metaverse and gaming experience is basically the first real metaverse that has ever existed, right? (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. No, you're absolutely right, right there. Um, Let's dive into that. Let me me get this dive brief out. So retail, this is on Retail Dive, and this is uh, Peter Adams that has reported this. But the dive brief essentially says, American Eagle will make its Roblox debut to promote a spring members always collection that draws on vintage and prep styles and emphasizes inclusivity per a news release. Uh, the retailer partnered with Lifetopia, a role-playing game on Roblox. There's a role-playing a role-playing game that's already on a game. Wow, I'm, I need to get into Roblox. This thing is <laughs> um, interesting. I haven't I haven't ever played it. Uh, to create a virtual AE members always club that users can explore while hunting for apparel based on the seasonal collection. Lifetopia is a top ten game on Roblox with over 1.5 visits to date per the release. American Eagle is also using Snapchat's augmented reality and marker tech uh, features to bridge its physical and digital marketing. The brand developed a custom lens that opens a tennis match where players can accrue points to put toward the spring lineup while store window displays features ambassadors Coco Golf and can be scanned to unlock a separate immersive AR experience powered by marker tech. Emily, that is a lot. <laughs> that's a lot in that paragraph right there, isn't it? <laughs> I agree. Um, 
American Eagle is putting a spin on the concept of a members-only club with a members-always collection, which centers on inclusivity and connection. Several tech elements support the campaign's broader themes of welcoming, including the retailer's first move on Roblox, a title that is popular with its target Gen Alpha and Gen Z consumers. That's the first time I've ever Not heard Gen of Gen Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> I've never even heard of Gen Alpha before. Oh, Man, there's more people after Gen Z? Um, and closely associated with the metaverse. Uh, more brands are gravitating to Roblox as they try to engage an audience of 55 million daily active users, many of whom are hard to reach through traditional media. Nike last year opened Nike Land, an interactive space on Roblox where players could try on digital versions of the sportswear, marketers, gear, and participate in activities like dodgeball. Companies from Vans to Hyundai have employed similar tactics as they look to dip their toes into the metaverse, a broad buzzword referring to platforms that can link together aspects of real and virtual worlds. Um, I mean, we got the gist of this article. Um, there, there's a good bit more there. I don't want to um, go too deep into it. It talks a little bit more about their their um, partnering with Coco Golf, who's a tennis player, um, or Guff. Man, this is interesting. This is interesting. Um, and as a parent of a three-and-a-half-year-old and a, a six-month-old, I'm actually kind of at fear at how technologies are going to market to my children in the future. Um, unfeathered tech. I know, I believe, um, and not to get deep into you know politics or anything like that. Um, I believe on the at the State of the Union, I read an article about it um, that that there was a push by President Biden to really crack down on how these companies are marketing to teens and to kids, uh, not letting corporations just have unfettered access to, to our children, um, which something we definitely need to be thinking about. But, um, man, uh, Emily, I'm going to start with you. Have you ever played Roblox? <laughs> I am not a, a Robloxer. I don't uh, know what the, the fan base is called. Yeah, I know. Um, blockhead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it is definitely a younger generation. I guess Fortnite would be, I don't know, uh, still a younger generation, but that's kind of, I know that there's a whole universe within Fortnite that they do a lot of this cross promotion stuff here. Um, a, what is it? Minecraft. They do the similar Minecraft. thing. Um, but it's, it's mixing augmented reality. It sounds like virtual reality. Um, obviously I think that you can play it on your phone. I know that you can play it on your console, uh, but giving corporations that access to a younger generation to where they're seeing like one thing that doesn't mention on here. And this is where you would complete the e-commerce is a buy now opportunity, right? You buy this, and then it's in the physical world. Then you then you can go pick it up at your local American Eagle uh, store, um, which would be that last mile delivery that we were going to talk about. Don't know that we'll have time for today, but um, there's a lot of different ways that e-commerce companies can take advantage of this. Leo, is this something um, that? Uh, your company, I know that you guys are looking at a lot of things and you talk about a lot of ways to position products, but is this, this something that interests you um, when it comes to technology, how you can reach out to consumers in, in the, the metaverse? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a really interesting topic. In this case, it's, uh, uh, it's interesting in both ways because in, this, in the gaming industry, we're, uh, we actually have one of the biggest industry as a customer, that's Ubisoft. And um, this, uh, this particular project was really, really interesting because they approached us because they wanted to, uh, to offer their customers, so gamers, uh, during uh, first uh, at, uh, at a venue, an international event, 
so to offer these gamers the opportunity to customize their their shirts to actually able to play with a personalized shirt during this venue. And then they open up kind of a new shop uh, for for gamers. And uh, and this is kind of the flow. So while you're playing Assassin's Creed, I'm not, maybe I'm, I'm yeah, I, if I remember correctly, it's Assassin's Creed. Um, you can have, uh, you can screen save the scene, saving on your, on your account, and then go to, to the website and customize maybe a mug or shirt or whatever, uh, to, with that scene and buy that, uh, personalized gear. And, uh, was really interesting, a different approach from a gaming, uh, a gaming, uh, business and uh, worked out pretty pretty good because uh, really they open up a new opportunity, new market for this uh, for this product. So uh, of course, uh, again back to metaverse, uh, it's uh, it's happening. It's it's really an interesting topic. As mentioned in the article, Nike uh, was the first mover, but others uh, might 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 join them. Um, different games like again this Roblox or Minecraft, or uh, if if. Uh, the seams were again so so popular. Back to being popular, uh, we will have a lot of people actually creating and customize and and see themselves in this virtual world. So I, I do see uh, this uh, not just being kind of a, a mode for now or just uh, I don't know, uh, kind of a twenty twenty two new technology fading out in a couple of years. Uh, that's definitely a, a new venue for a lot of brands. Uh, like in the fashion industry, uh, like uh, and a lot of a lot of fashion designers are just uh, not doing things in a, in a common way. Again, seeing Snapchat, Gucci, whatever, using NFTs, you're using metaverse, uh, and we're definitely interested, of course, in the topic and in this industry because again, we we are in that particular business with AR, 3D, the try on. Um, it's uh, it's a continuation. It's not even an evolution, but just. Um, just the process, and uh, it's uh, it's a path. It's a direction that is already there. So, yeah, really, really interesting. So, I think that one of the cool things about a company like like y'all's uh, guy is, and we talk about this a little bit, is making entry points for merchants, right? So, it's one thing for American Eagle um, to be able to do this. They're a huge corporation, um, you know, a huge company. I'm not sure if you guys have American Eagle clothing uh, over in 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 Europe, um, European Eagle, maybe. Um, no, just joking. Um, but but you know, it's just it's a big company. Um, yeah, mom and Pops or boutiques might make it might make it a little bit tough, but maybe that's a that's an area where companies like your company can really help get merchants into the into the door um, for this sort of virtual augmented reality uh, merchandising of their product. Um, that 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 would be interesting. I don't know. If that's question more of a, a statement there, but I do have a question for you. Somebody that's not a gamer. Um, is, when you talk about the metaverse, do you see that as a harder entry path for somebody that hasn't grown up around this or somebody that isn't into the virtual worlds or anything like that? Is metaverse something that interests you at all, Guy? I mean, I, I think it must be an interest right now in this moment of history just because it's 
you know, it's approaching. It doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. It's something that is getting closer and closer, um, above all for younger generations. But in general, I think that we are all dipping our toes in it, like uh, little by little. I think that the next step probably is, you know, above all for the fashion industries, but, you know, the potential um, monetary result of uh, just, you know, producing NFTs like, you know, artworks and collectibles in the gaming industry, for example, that can be sold uh, from merchants directly through the metaverse. Uh, And that is a completely new business. So as of now, we're still looking into the different practical um, you know, outcomes of the metaverse, but it's definitely something that must be an interest for our uh, business and for our type of, um, like for our visual commerce experience um, moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think that this is an area for companies like yours that have already foot in the door and an area of real big growth for, for tech tech companies uh, to help the boutiques because again, uh, you know, not everybody's going to be able to make a partnership with Roblox, but even having a company that can uh, kind of be an aggregator for businesses um, that are like wanting to get their foot in the door so that you can open it up, maybe even regionally open it up a little bit for folks. Uh, that's something that's interesting. And, and maybe there's somebody out there that's doing it, but something that, you know, I think is worthwhile to look at right there, trying to help folks get into these positions. Exactly. And we have the technology. So uh, it's all a matter of like entering the market with the right foot. Um, And I think also just so you know, we do partner uh, tech wise with other companies and, and, you know, aerial business as well. So like, I think that is going to be, it's a joint interest uh, for businesses in our fields to create the opportunity, the actual practical opportunity to enter the metaverse uh, in the next uh, probably year or so or couple of years or so. Emily, you're playing uh, the new um, Horizon Dawn, right? What is it called? Forbidden Horizon Dawn? For Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Am I going to see you um, showing up to work in something that you saw on that video game, something that Alloy would wear? Yeah, so in the, the latest mission I just completed, uh, I got to try my new Nikes on. So I'm getting my Forbidden West themed Nikes. Very excited about it. Um, Very cool. Super great. Yeah. (laughs) You get your Far Cry 6 um, dictator hat from... (laughs) <laughs> for that game. Um, honestly speaking, would you do you ever envision a time as somebody who is a gamer getting involved in a game to where you begin to make your purchasing decisions from said game? I mean, honestly, I was thinking about this is like this isn't really a new necessary idea because I you know, you've been in apps and some apps have like sponsored events where like, uh, a celebrity or some sort of company has come in to do like a special edition thing. And then I will admit in my college years, I spent some money uh, for a Demi Lovato promotion. And then I ended up uh, buying one of her CDs cause I had forgotten how much I really liked her music. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely something it works. Like if you, if you are engaged with that brand and they create content that you were excited by, it can work. You, I don't even necessarily need a buy button. I can just go make that purchase on my own. But I know like the progression of it is eventually you'll get there. 
Um, so I'm going to ask this to everybody, um, and, and really quick answers here because we did got going to our last one um, as we're running up on time. Is there any caution that we should have of these corporations having, uh, you know, or businesses doesn't even have to be corporation having that unfettered access to a younger generation? Is there anything that we should be looking at here? Is there any reason to uh, to say, well, now wait a second, this is this is a little bit of I mean, it's putting marketing directly in your your child's room or your cousin's room or your brother's room or your sister's room, whomever it might be. I mean, they're they're going through their their television, through their cell phone, whatever it is. And I, I get it; you can do it in all sorts of ways. But this is really an intimate form of marketing. Should there be any caution that we're taking with this type of marketing, Emily? I'll start with you. Yeah, I think there always should be. I mean, especially now at this age that it's so easy to make a click and purchase where kids can take your phone, buy in-app purchases very rapidly. I think it's just something that we should be a little more mindful of. Will businesses be mindful? Probably not, but just something to think about. Kai, is that something that, that uh, that we need to be looking out for there? Sure, I think it should. But again, I think that right now it, the, the, the metaverse, the gaming experience is not the only place where this type of marketing could actually reach to younger uh, generations. I think right now we are at the moment where there, is, there are so many channels where, you know, um, like younger generation are directly involved uh, with, you know, the e-commerce business, but in general with merchants and brands. Um, so I think it's more of a like, you know, like the natural caution that you should have in general with younger generation. But I don't think it's just because of this, um, you know, because of the metaverse and the gaming experience itself. Final word, Leo. Well, uh, I will put it this way. If you, not even the access of, I mean, the game itself, if we continue as I, I put myself, uh, I don't have, I mean, I, I can give you the example of my niece that she's four years old. And uh, when she, she speak to me, say, okay, can we buy this on Amazon? Can we, and she plays videos on, on YouTube, clicking on ads, etc. But if you don't actually give access to this smartphones or to these devices, well, she should just can look at TVs and advertising in a different way. So digest information in a different way. I know it sounds like kind of, I don't know, another century talk, but I don't think that you can actually draw a line, draw a limit uh, where you can allow this to maybe 18 years old or whatever and not to anybody else. Uh, because anybody can open a Facebook account and you have maybe the same type of advertising, same with YouTube, same with uh, et cetera, et cetera, all the platforms. So uh, in terms of businesses, of course, they want more and more data. Uh, they want to dig in into your uh, ecosystem of thinking or uh, buying, purchasing methods, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I, I think it starts with kind of a cultural and, and, and social way to uh, digest information. Uh, so if you have a smartphone at 10 or 12 years old, um, it's difficult. It's difficult. Again, uh, uh-huh. really seems kind of a, a, another century, but my, I, I, again, I, I give you my, my niece example and she used the smartphone better than I do. And, uh, I was, I, I got my first Nokia 33, uh, 33, uh, 10. It was kind of a, oh, yeah. 
you can, I mean, you can, uh, there were burglars that stole from us just using the Nokia as, as a brick to broke glasses. And uh, it was my first phone at uh, almost 14 years old. No internet, yes. no gaming. Uh -huh. We had Snake as a game. Yeah, I was about to say you had Snake. I you did have Snake, Leo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the gaming. Of course, you had GTA when it started out with the PS. It was amazing, but a different way, you know? I mean, having this type of, I mean, growing as a child in, of course, in Italy or whatever, uh, but having the access to all of this at 14, 15, 16, it's different than have a smartphone or multiple smartphones available. And uh, look at the Apple. Look at the Apple uh, ad uh, right now that in Italy has an advertising for TV showing a, a little girl using the phone, playing around, uh, maybe two, three-year-old. In a couple of years, she's having, she will have the iPhone playing around with it, not just throwing from one sofa to another, but just playing with it. Um, again, difficult, difficult to draw a line. I, I don't know how businesses or how technology will will evolve in that sense, uh, but hopefully, yes, because it's uh, <laughs> it's dark out there if you really go deeper, uh, but difficult. Very good, very good. Well, guys, we're actually, we've had some great conversation. We're running up on time. It's 5.30. I don't want to keep you guys too terribly much longer. We did have a couple more articles, and I'm going to put them uh, in, in the notes. We're going to potentially get to um, Walmart leverages its stores as part of its last mile strategy. I think last mile is something that we're going to be hearing a lot more of um, here as especially bigger retailers take, take advantage of um, essentially delivering packages to store, consumers coming in, getting them, just easier ways to get whatever you want at your fingertips there. Uh, I was also going to talk a little bit about some content uh, ideas for the month of April here. Um, did you know, guys, that today is Employee Appreciation Day? So, Emily, I appreciate you. Oh, I get the rest of the day off? Gaia, I uh, hope that Leo um, has uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> It is Employee Appreciation Day, and uh, so we should all appreciate the employees that uh, are out there making the things uh, happen for us. So, Leo, I appreciate, I appreciate you. There we go. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Gosh, you guys are great. Well, we love you guys. Um, but there were some more things on here to think about writing content. An uh, April listicle, launch a creator series, keep America beautiful month. So this is some sustainability uh, things that you could do in the month of April. Action profiles of customers, music appreciation month. You have National Film Score Day, uh, National Barbershop Quartet Day. Um, hey, Emily, April 11th, let's get a barbershop quartet in here singing something about EY Studios. Love this idea. Yep. So have some of that stuff in there. That's a good article from Practical E-Commerce. I wish we could tackle them, but we are coming up on time here. And because it's been just such great conversation, Guy, Leo, y'all did such a good job. We were, were really, really um, happy, uh, proud to have you guys on our um, podcast here. Did y'all enjoy y'all's time? Yeah, we loved it. Uh, and I think, you know, again, uh, whenever you need us, we're happy to join again and talk 
a lot of other about a lot of other things, a lot of our articles, makes a lot of like dark humor jokes. Uh, you know, <laughs> talk to your ghosts and your dogs, whatever you want. <laughs> We're always available. It was pretty fun. Boy, I feel like you're going to get off of this podcast guy and be like, that Jay guy, he's really weird. <laughs> and you'd be right. <laughs> well, next, time, next time, bring the ghosts, please. Yeah, bring the ghosts. <laughs> a ghost uh, guest. That's nice. Yeah. That's that nice. would be a nice guest if I could have um, maybe my great grandmother join us on a podcast. Please, let's do that. Let's do a session. <laughs> I'll bring mine. And talk really? about the great grandmothers could talk, could talk about e-commerce. What's surprising <laughs> them in the world of e-commerce right now? Let's talk about the metaverse with your grand grandmother. <laughs> hey, one day we might be able to do that, and we might there might be. <laughs> I could see us get to a place where DNA tracking gets to a point where they can give a virtual uh, footprint of past family members that you might be able to sit down and have conversations with. Did I just blow everybody's mind there? Absolutely, yes, I would love that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank y'all so much for being on here. This was the best podcast ever. We're so happy uh, to have you guys as friends. We're so happy to continue uh, growing business with one another. You really do have a great product, uh, a great company, a really, really good people. That that uh, so you can tell you can tell a company about the you can tell a lot about the company uh, from the people which powers that company. And, and just getting to know you guys, I see nothing but uh, great things for Zakeke. Did I say that right, Zakeke? You said yes. it perfectly. Did it perfectly at the end. Guys, you have found Southern Fried E-Commerce. Uh, thank you for listening with us today. Thank you for uh, sitting through the journey of some e-commerce di discussions uh, with our guests from Zakeke over here, Gaia and Leo. Uh, I am Jay Brimberry, the COO of EOI Studios. I was your host. We had Emily, who was your co-host this week. Uh, we are going to be posting this on Monday, March the 7th, probably. Yeah, March the 7th. And uh, please, 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 like share tell all your friends about it let them know about southern fried e-commerce we're going to be back next week with a whole new guest i believe that we have evan uh from big commerce joining us next week so that's going to be a great guest another big commerce guest really looking forward to that uh any comments any questions anything please feel free to reach out to us in any of the uh social media email ways that you can read out reach out to us emily best show ever the absolute best i have been absolutely cracking up today that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. If I can make you laugh, then that's what the, this is really the only reason why I created the podcast to get giggles out of you. Quality time with Jay. Quality time. Hey, I hope your mother listens to this episode. Yeah. Shout out to my mother for listening to the last episode. Love you. Hope you enjoyed this one. All right, everybody. Have a good week and we will see you next time. <laughs>